Hey everyone, uh, David here. Uh, thank you so much for your patience while we got this latest episode edited and finished for you. We are trying to up our sophistication and bring you much better quality episodes. You, as our listener, deserve that. This episode is unlike any I've done. What follows is something of an experiment. A gamble, really. I set out to tackle a, sadly, very relevant topic in today's world, and I realized that this is something of a departure. To clarify, this is not a political podcast. It's just not the focus of this particular endeavor. I want to talk about fighting, and I intend to stick to that. However, in this case, I found an area of significant overlap. It should probably go without saying, but this episode may be somewhat contentious, to say the least. If politics or political violence are not things you signed up for when you subscribe to this podcast, please skip this episode. I promise I will not hold it against any of you. Except you. You know who you are, and you know what you did. Now, this discussion got quite heated at times, because frankly, a lot is at stake right now. For some at the table more than others. For the marginalized among us, this is not a hypothetical discussion. For them, their lives could be very well at stake from a rising fascist threat right now. But you'll be pleased to know that none of us walked away from this as enemies. Despite the chaotic nature of this episode, I believe we took valuable things away from it. And I hope you do too. So without further ado, I present episode 19, The Nazi Punching Roundtable. Want to fight? We'll give you a fight. Welcome to Fightcast. Are y'all hey, We're gonna start yelling <laughs> at each other. Now, hey, everybody! Welcome, welcome to Fightcast again. Uh, I have a very special episode for you today. I got a very. Uh, uh, just an amazing group of people right now. Uh, we're going to go around the table. Uh, of course, you know Kirsten. Hi. I'm here. Uh, I'm also here with Savannah Dobson. Hello. Jeremy Jones. Hey, how's it going? And Eric Straco. 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 Ah, Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking up already. Um, par for the course. No, you should have expected that. Um, uh, I have some friends over. I'm going to be having a very sadly relevant discussion. You know, that sadly germane to the present discussion, uh, what I like to call uh, the Nazi punching roundtable. So uh, this is this is a topic that other people have covered. Uh, it's 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 a persistent topic, I think, in in today's uh, milieu. You know, in, in today's and I think it's discussion. a topic that a lot of people weren't really expecting to be. Important anymore. Like uh, one year ago, if anyone said, "Is it okay to punch a Nazi?" I don't think there would be a person that would be opposed. (laughs) Like because um, for so long, Nazis. uh, Of course, not to all of us because they've never gone away. But uh, for many of us, Nazis have been sort of this nebula, always bad guy. You know, the Nazi is always the bad guy in uh, media. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always the bad guy in. uh, stories that we tell and how we tell history and um, it hasn't been until very recently I think that there was the idea that punching a Nazi could be bad um, mostly because Nazis now became people yeah. they are not this nebulous idea anymore they are people wandering yeah. the streets they, they, they weren't Indiana Jones goons right mm-hmm. you know I mean it wasn't a bunch of zombies that you fight in the next uh Video game. <laughs> what what you mean? The, the fucking greatest game ever? Castle Wolfenstein? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Castle Wolfenstein is one of the only uh, games I think that has been banned in Germany because it uses swastika imagery right. at, as the bad guys. The thing is, <laughs> well, the Germans, the, nobody is stricter on that kind of shit than the Germans right, right now. It, it, it is illegal to... Like I said, even have a swastika as the bad guys in a video game where you shoot and kill them. Like, Not they're happening. very well, sensitive yeah, they, about They see even... the history, they know it's bad. They, they, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a very cultural thing over there not to talk about it, not to mention it. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Well, no, no, no. Not, not necessarily not to talk about or not mention it. And in fact, uh, I'd say that they're one of the countries that does the best education on the subject because they talk about it so much. But uh, talking about it in a more positive, supportive way, I yeah, guess, is yeah. where we want to... What you mean. 
I'm sorry, really quick. Before we go on, uh, mm-hmm. I was remiss earlier. I think we should do some little uh, introductions just to know, know who everybody is. Um, right. uh, listeners, you know Kirsten and I. Uh, Savannah, um, mm-hmm. you are uh, uh, Jeremy's uh, girlfriend. Fiance. Fiance, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to edit Very that. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy, uh, I went to college with you. Yes. Uh, we were both graduates of Cornish College of the Arts. Indeed. Um, so we have credentials, people. Well, yes. <laughs> You have a piece of paper that costs a couple thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm aware. Ooh, ooh, I know the memories. limits. I, I know the limits of those credentials. Believe me. Uh, well, Let's get into existentialism right now. <laughs> <laughs> Painful memories coming back. But uh, we were both we were both uh, pupils of both uh, Bob McDougall and Jeffrey Alm. Uh, yes. Local uh, fight choreographers and certified teachers by the Society of American Fight Directors. Uh, Bob McDougall is legendary. Uh, safe. How many stories did we come up with for how he lost his fingers? Well, I I I can't count. I mean, I I, th- I, mean, I think I think count. we had fever dreams. <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, uh, I mean, like like in the middle of the night, you you imagine you're somehow responsible sometimes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, like he made you feel yeah, like you yeah. did it. it yeah. you know, well, not not that specifically, but you hurt him in some way. That's a good. And point. that's the most obvious way that you you know anybody has. Or anything has hurt him. So. I feel like if you were smart, you were a little bit scared of him. Yeah. And uh, Eric, you're a performer here in Seattle. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Listeners, if you could have just seen that face a second ago. Sorry, because Eric had just taken a big old bite of pizza. This is a pizza beer night, so uh, we decided to have yes. yeah. I thought about eating all the pizza beforehand, but no, no you're gonna, just gonna have to deal with pizza right now because it's, it's great. And we're not gonna late. hide that enjoyment. We're not gonna sh- we're gonna and, take know, that away from you. We're gonna let you enjoy that vicariously through us. We need something to awkwardly know. stare at later when we've all yelled. Yeah. Yes. And it Absolutely. was thirty minutes late. <laughs> oh, did you mean get you? You got it for free? No, no, no. no. Damn. Does that mean that the driver is now like uh, wanted by the mafia, like in Snow Crash? Not the mafia per se. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Eric, that's me. Yeah, and I am a performer. Yeah, I, uh, I actually do burlesque, but I do almost all of my burlesque in drag. Mm. Um. I am a trans man, which you may not know from my voice, so I'm telling you now. (laughs) I'm also black, and I feel like that's important to say. Um, No, no, it is. It is. It is. It is germane to this discussion. And Mm -hmm. um, full disclosure to everybody, but uh, I did actually put out a call to specifically seek voices of color because I think that uh, when we're talking about fascism, when we're talking about racism, that they just that they go together mm-hmm. and yep. they're they're intertwined subjects so i think it's very they just can't they can't be dismissed in any way whatsoever yeah. for that but yeah you know um but, but we're both activists as well yes um, yes yeah we're activists and i'm very happy to have you here so um, i'm happy to be here excellent hey. excellent i <laughs> know uh, no, i want to keep a positive yeah. attitude during this discussion so, this is some heavy shit i think i i think that the thing we need to go into is that there is no one solution to the presence of a national socialist in your presence. I, I suppose that there's no solution for all situations. You can't... I don't know if it's possible to apply one steadfast principle that will satisfy everybody in all situations, because it's not all the same. I mean... Well, yes, that's why we have, that's why we have a number of different people here, so that we can hear different yeah, opinions. Yeah, of course, of course. So, first scenario, Richard Spencer... Mm-hmm. Right. This is the thing that actually happened. So, mm-hmm. um, on inauguration day uh, yes. this year, 2017, Richard Spencer was talking to a reporter. Um, it was being filmed, and I think there was another person nearby taking pictures. So there's wonderful angles. A uh, masked person wearing all black came up and just cold clocked him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Smacked him right in the And drill. so that's that's kind of what kicked off this discussion. Um, and so I guess when talking about that particular situation, is it okay for that to have happened? I, I think that it is because he didn't follow it up. I, this was a person that was wanting to make a very powerful statement of saying, no, we are not going to pre- tolerate the presence of fascists. I mean, would this individual have followed up if he had a chance? I don't know. But followed the up fact, as in the tax. Follow, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. But it, it, 
I you can't ever tell people's intentions necessarily. Right. So what do you guys? So think? Uh, we, we, would would you say that that's a bad person that did that? A bad person? No. Okay. Would I say that it was a bad thing? Yes. Bad action. You, you, take, yeah. you don't think that the advocating or adoption of white supremacy. I also and think that is a bad thing. Yes. But so you're you're not okay with him being punched, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm not okay with him being punched when it is in a uh, a context of him speaking and exercising mm-hmm. his right to speak. That is. Um, Th- and, and as far as I'm concerned, that as long as he is not Im- make, uh, causing imminent harm or inducing others to cause imminent harm, there's there's no reason to physically get in, into it. You can have a, I mean, uh, you saw that video with uh, Charles Barkley, where um, you and know, Kamal Bell, yeah, yeah and Kamal Bell. He he and Kamal Bell went and, and and spoke with Richard Spencer, and while it was a really discomforting and and awkward and you know just really scary conversation to watch I was relieved in the fact that it was discomforting and awkward and scary mm-hmm. because that somebody, could saw, be, that somebody could be so flippant about no 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 not that somebody could be so flippant but that it was out in the open and we could see this person and say that is a person that we don't like we don't have to commit violence against but them to avoid them and, the to, problem, and, and to marginalize them okay. socially. The problem is the um, surprisingly growing number of people who do watch that and aren't disgusted. Who do watch that and say, my God, that's what I've been thinking. I think that, I, I think that those yeah. people are just becoming more vocal. I don't think it's a growing number any, in any shape or way, shape, or form. I have a slightly more pessimistic view. I think that it's possible. I think that... It's highly possible that the number of people who are going out and willing to... We saw the Portland attack a couple of weeks ago. For those who are familiar, a um, a gentleman in Portland, Oregon... Uh, ah, fuck, I called him a gentleman. Fuck, I feel dirty yeah. now. He um, was berating two Muslim girls, two, three Muslim girls on a train, um, and a couple other passengers stepped when, up. Yeah, to in, in the woman's defense. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, the man who was braiding them pulled out a knife and unfortunately killed two of the two of the men who were yes. uh, seriously wounded, almost killed the third. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was awful. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And, and this person got the idea that that was justifiable from somewhere. Mm. So what I'm thinking is that I don't think that it's a growing number so much mm-hmm. as that now with the person that's in office. And all of the things that are happening because of that and the, these attitudes that are out in the open so much that now people feel justified in feeling that way. Mm-hmm. For a long time, even though it was always there, there was this They're whole... More emboldened. Yeah, and this whole idea of that's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad to do that. So people were, unless they were really brash, they were like more quiet about it. Now people feel like they can say mm-hmm. it, do it. And one of the things I would like to kind of like note off of that is I don't think they would feel so emboldened if that person, when they were running, wouldn't have been saying, you know, inciting the violence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If he wouldn't have been doing that so much, I don't think we'd be seeing as much of the violence we see now regarding this topic. Right. I don't know. I think that maybe we would see the same amount as long as everything else was the same. No. As long as... I'm sorry. I just, like, as long as... Like okay, people have had these ideas about whatever marginalized groups or whatever for a really long time. Like mm-hmm. the entire time this country has existed and yeah. before it existed and it was the Europeans and everything, everybody was coming over and doing stuff. So I feel like any sort of go ahead and do this is like feels good and will be there. Because there's so many people who feel like they because we were more aware at this point, there's so many people feel like that's oppression when it's hmm. not. They feel like they're being oppressed when they're not being oppressed. They are just starting to feel what it's like to have people question what's that uh, what they're doing when you when you've been in charge this whole time. Equality feels like exactly, oppression. exactly. Um. And so I think that any bit of like, yeah, go ahead and do that is gonna cause people to do that whether 
it was as in your face as it was, as whether he was like yeah. encouraging it or not, like there's, just there's, by the words and the actions that he did and said, there's also he was the encouraging fact it. that we're paying more attention. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there mm-hmm. were a lot of white supremacy attacks in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at stuff with like Ruby Ridge, Oklahoma bomb, like city bomber. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This, this stuff hadn't, like you said, it hadn't ever gone away. It's always been a part of our country. We have a couple of friends who were in the, um, like, the crusty punk club Mm -hmm. scene uh, back in the 90s and 2000s, and they have a lot of stories about friends who've been stabbed by Nazis who show up to the party just to make things awful. Actually, Mm -hmm. out on the U District in Seattle, on the Ave, I used to be a squatter as a gutter punk, and um, for, there was, like, a whole space of time where the punks and the Nazis were, like, like every night there was some kind of an altercation and it was usually that the Nazis were coming that's they usually were being how aggressive. they were it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, confrontation yeah. that's yeah. usually how it works so here's the thing I think that the important factor that has changed that, cha- that, that makes all the difference is that you have somebody with the most disgusting attitudes and disgusting behavior towards mm-hmm. um, I mean he ran he specifically excluded and um, he, he, he would not rent to black people and yeah. this is documented. This is a fact. We know this. You know, yeah. he he's racist by actions. Yep. You know? And this person's been elected the president. <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the factor that has changed everything. It's it, it is it is a gigantic rock in the pond. Mm-hmm. And, and and we're going to see repercussions of this, I think, for the next decade. Can I ask yeah. a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this man is in power and um, some people want to uh, just you, you use that to justify violence against those who are not in power but espouse the same views. Mm. That, to me, is just one more thing uh, in, in, in that, that that just gives Trump more power. I feel sort like of turning the people who are victims of violence into martyrs. Yeah. Well. Well. No. Well. Well. Tur- the voters decided to do turning, that. Tur- well, well, well tur- turning the victims of violence into martyrs. Well, yeah. So, so he has. Uh, he, well, in, in the election, he had what? Forty-seven percent. I guess I should, say, I should say the elector. Uh, yeah, yeah. The electors had, and the electoral college. He, 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 yeah. Voters. Because he had, won the he had the forty forty-seven percent of voters uh, of people who voted uh, uh, elected him, and 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 you're saying that you want to commit violence against people like that. Who support him? Who a are more violent typically, and b they will have the backing of the government when they decide to come and get you. I I, I think that what we're seeing is possibly just Jim Jones on a very, shall we say, upgraded scale because like a cult leader person. It, well, yes, I think so. I think that the Donald Trump cult of personality is a thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that you have people whose views have aligned in such a way that, okay, they're conservative, which means they don't give a fuck about poor people because poor people are bad, and we, sh- and we should, you know, punish them for being that. Yeah. Um, leans racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nationalistic. Yes. Authoritarian. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we've seen, people are, are, are latching on to, they call it, what is it, Miley Yiannopoulos called him, Daddy. Miley, Daddy. You know, that's what he is to many people. I think we have to respect that power. I think we have to respect the power that somebody with that personality, who has become legitimized in the eyes of many because they respect the governmental process so much, or at least they don't question it. But, so if the answer is to just let them go, just let them go, hasn't that, isn't that what got us to this place? How is that the answer? That's not the answer. The answer is to engage them, but do it through action, do it through nonviolent action. Give them... Give them parameters that, that uh, 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 like uh, a binary choice that would uh, that would set your goal. Cindy Shaheen, um, uh, back in uh, 2006 mm-hmm. or 2004, yeah. sometime around, her son died in Iraq. Yeah. Right? She went over to the ranch that uh, Bush would stay at, and she would picket there. Yeah. Three weeks straight until he would give her an answer he, uh, of why, of what her son died for. Throughout that three weeks, the longer it took him to give her an answer, the more the Iraq war's popularity diminished. And, he just kept do- and she kept doing that, and he never gave her an answer. But by that point, the Iraq war had become less, uh, so much less popular that it didn't matter anymore. Well, but it didn't end. 
No, it didn't end. Like, people it, are mm-hmm. still going over there and dying, so what did that change? What did that do? Yeah. do now, what, so are you suggesting that she would have, like, hit the president? Would that have done anything? Uh, I but, think, uh, sorry, I, I think that before we go any further, mm-hmm. uh, we need to define Nazi. I think we need yes. to have, I, I think yes. we need to we're, we're make clear what our terms are so that we're, we know we're all talking about the same thing. What is a Nazi? If, if I can give a basic definition, I mean, you have somebody who is a fascist, nationalistic, anti-Semitic, racist, aggressively, aggressively so, and I think the important distinction here to make is that they are genocidal. Generally, also um, homo and transphobic as well. What else have we seen, though? I mean, pre-Trump, the legitimization of racism and authoritarianism in Donald Trump was kind of, you know, the uh, crowning achievement, I guess, but this... The bricks of this were laid for quite some time. I mean, you see a culture that is okay with completely tossing away the idea that facts are things. Mm-hmm. Uneducated. I know what you're saying, um, but I gotta say, there, there, there are many different shades of racism, and it, it doesn't just exist in the, uh, the, 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 the most desperate places either, or, um, or, the, or, or the least educated. There are plenty of... of ver- I mean... Richard Spencer himself is very educated. Mm. He is a highly educated person and very well off. I have spoke to, you know, educated conservatives, and they're and they're, they're not necessarily all racist or anything like that. But they do kind of engage in, you know, that line, which is really gross. But it's they tolerate the presence of racism. So what? Yeah, that's what that's I was going to ask. Well, okay, so, so what makes somebody not that's racist? Actually, what, what makes does somebody that mean? no 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 not racist not racist mean. in the in, in in the colloquial sense that every um, every single white person unfortunately has to use because like bigotry are you talking about like racial bigotry I'm, I'm like speaking specifically about bigots? racial bigotry yes okay okay yes um, do you not which do you not doesn't mean you're not racist it just uh, means that you're not a bigot but it might not even mean that I'm no I'm just saying yeah. it might not even mean that because um, I've met plenty of people who air quotes aren't racist that definitely were racist. Oh yeah, no, that that too. There are people who are willing to live in this world, for instance, that Donald Trump is a perfectly great guy, that, uh, yeah, you know, um, those Mexicans really are coming to rape us and take our white women and that kind of thing, you know? Like, it, what I'm saying is that these beliefs lead up to something. Mm-hmm. Beliefs have consequences. I am a, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that, and that when a certain amount of toxic shit piles up in a person's belief system and you reach the right critical mass of shittiness, things happen like the Nazis. So do you believe that these are bad people? No. No, 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 absolutely not. So why are you hitting them? Because those aren't... Because the people that we're talking about, Trump supporters, aren't all Nazis. No, no, no. I I think we should, yeah, distinguish not all Trump supporters are Nazis. The racist uncle that you have that says the N-word and won't let black people in his store and, you know, those people that exist, those are not Nazis. And I would say that very many people in the country have a good reason to punch them. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you know, because it's not... But so I, I think that there's a difference between the people who espouse hatred, mm-hmm. people who um, support hatred, whether they know they're doing it or not, people who um, uh, in some ways benefit from this and enjoy that they benefit from this hatred, and specifically Nazis or people actively calling for the genocide. Yes, that, to go back. And yes, for me. Yeah. That's the part that turns it into more of a self-defense when somebody punches them. Because I don't want the next person to listen to Richard Spencer think, that's great, and go stab a bunch of people in New York again. We shouldn't be going after them violently. If we go after them violently, if we try to silence them violently, what happens? People start thinking, oh, maybe that's something I need to hear. Do you want that? If it's only ever the one punch in the face, does that become an okay message to send? No, no, that is never an okay message to send. If you like this, I'm going to punch you in the face is not an okay message to send. Ever. Because then it can get turned around on you. If you like this, I, I can punch you in the face. Can I have be- a question. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Eric. I have a yeah. question. In America, mm-hmm. has there ever been a big-ass conflict that wasn't... that within the pushback or whatever, like within 
protests or all of the things that there was never any violence. There's always was, violence. Yeah, there's what, what, always what, been was violence. Was that a protest? I'm not talking about a protest. I'm movement. talking about any oh, big movement, movement yeah. in the U.S. Kent State. Any of them... Kent State. No, Kent State was... No, 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 like, uh, like more movement. The Vietnam protests did get violent. Yeah. Or, like, even um, civil rights. Or, yeah. Which definitely um, got violent. Yeah, like, okay. women's right to vote. Like, all of that. I mean, there were riots... Mm-hmm. Kind of present and all that. one out there I haven't really read up on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. any, yeah. like, you know, gay pride parade. Stonewall. Oh, yeah, no, Stonewall. No, no, no. The Stonewall, Stonewall is what... That we have yeah, gay it was riots yeah. that mm-hmm. happened that was um, trans... Mostly trans women of color. Yeah. Would you um, say it was... Sorry. Who are completely left out of the movie. Yeah. I, um, I did not see the movie. And that's no. what... That's what started... The pride pride parades all over, and they That's actually were. The the By the way, happy yeah. Pride Month. Can, can, can yes, I, it is Pride Month. Can I ask you a question? What usually starts a riot? Authoritarian well, violence. Yeah. yeah. Authoritarian That's shoving it. people around Unrest. and telling people that you can't do this. Throwing them out of a bar, Fuck punching like them, hitting them with batons. Hold on, hold on. Authoritarian violence. So a riot is a retaliation to actual violence, right? Not not always to violence. Not necessarily Usually. physical violence, but to violence, yeah. whether it be physical or not. Yes. Yeah. If I seize you and handcuff you for some bullshit, is that violence? If yes. I if I throw you against the curb, uh, you yes, know, that's well, violence. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that okay? So the state used their authority to commit violence against the people, and the people retaliated. If, that is acceptable use of force. What I'm saying is, is that all of a person doing is doing is talking to a, a okay. press. Or to someone else, then just let them be, and then you know. If the if guy who commanded to... it was standing right there, would it be okay to throw a brick at him? I mean, if the guy who's saying, okay, for instance, I, there had to be somebody at Stonewall who said, "Go in there and kick their asses and drag them out here and humiliate them," right? Somebody gave that order. Is oh, that we're talking so? About, what are we talking about? Here? No, no, no. Um, I, I think I think what he's saying is, uh, if if say Hitler was there and he was just talking. You know, uh-huh. he's somebody like super high up. Like Richard Spencer Whose ideas or, were the nexus. You know, no, 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 not ideas, so, orders. But. Orders. He ordered. Yeah. He ordered people to do those things. There's a well, difference. Well, here's, here's the deal, though. I mean, like, in our culture, all somebody needs, really, to go for it is an idea. And all they need is for somebody to validate them in their feelings and say, like, it's okay to do this. And quite frankly, I mean, his website, had his old website had a lot of bullshit on it, mm-hmm. and including a actual article about black genocide and why mm-hmm. it would be okay. Yeah. So, uh, the, I'm just saying. The day, the day Trump was elected, he said, and I quote, Hail Trump, hail our people, hail victory. Hail yeah. victory translated into German is Zeke Yeah. I know. He's Which speaking to a very specific group of people. That doesn't that doesn't make it in order. He's So how many people have to the, die before the, 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 they've been the man is very intelligent. How many people have educated. already died? Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so why do we have to keep are we allowed dying? to say no this isn't okay? If something became enough of a clear and present danger to you, is a preemptive strike permissible and if so at what point? What what, what do you Okay, so clear and present danger means there has to have been an incitement, an actual incitement, and, and and movement, and we can detect that. Like I said, we have tools already that help combat these things. In fact, violent crime goes down every single year, if you haven't noticed. So the tools that we're uptick. using are working. There's been an uptick in racially motivated crimes. It, it, it very and when you have Richard Spencer's ones. calling yeah. white people, we're conquerors. Remember, you have to remember we're conquerors. We're, you I mean, here's so you the thing. inoculate people from it. You, 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 you figure out ways to combat the, that propaganda with propaganda of your own. And there are ways that you can do that that are nonviolent. That so actually that happens, create, though. I mean, that happens. And, and it's right now, typically much not more effective. It's not <laughs> like right now. Oh my gosh. There hasn't been an anti-Muslim protest in Seattle, has there? Why There's is there one, one tomorrow, happening isn't tomorrow? There? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, things are getting worse for a lot of people. And that, there are a lot of people who are... We can't deny there's a climate of escalating tension of right what's now. Happening. And you want to escalate it further. What do you mean by inoculation? I would actually like to, to expound upon that. How do you inoculate yourself from bad ideas? The only way to do it is to ask questions. 
You have to ask yourself questions, and you have to ask other people questions. Okay. All right? You can go up to people, and you can say, hey, I, I heard you believe this thing. I would like to talk to you about this thing that you believe. And t nine times out of ten, they will be more than happy to talk to you about it. Do you think that would be true for me? For you? Mm -hmm. Like, I am... Right now, I've been on tea for a little while. I kind of look a little bit masculine, but I still sound and look a little bit feminine. And I'm black, and I bind my chest, and I am this person that if I were to walk up to some Nazi and be like, hey, let's have a conversation, do you think that's going to be helpful? Because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't. And I mean... Like I said, I was going to say, um, it, it would probably be best... Uh, for a person like you to be in, to, to have in a controlled environment, unfortunately, it, they, they they cannot be but probably is that, themselves. Is that then no. not an imminent imminent threat of violence? If if you were to approach somebody and 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 ask and and ask them to talk about something like that, and let's say that they they espouse Nazi beliefs or they had Nazi paraphernalia on or something like that, uh, and they were to try and attack you, that would be a problem. Yes. And that and, and, and you would be right to respond in whatever way gets you keeps you safe and, and puts them in a in a position where they can't hurt anymore. So however, the whole point is that however, I would never do that for that reason because I know, of my I know, worry. I know. Um, I, I, I'm just saying uh, in terms of like that basic hypothetical where you obviously wouldn't be in that situation in the first place, but. If you were to um, be with a group of people or um, in a safe environment and you could, you know, uh, figure out a way to have that conversation where it is secure and, and that conversation can happen. And those conversations do happen. Like I said, it, it, uh, that one with Richard Spencer, like that, that does happen in life. It can. It, it, it may not. It probably will not change their mind on the uh, on the bat. Obviously, you feel differently, um, yeah. Eric. And well, one thing I was actually going to say is that I was in a situation um, at a party once where there was a guy who was clearly. I mean, he had swastika tattoos and things like that. And um, and I did like. I mean, I wasn't sober, but I wasn't like. I wasn't being a dick or anything. I was just like, hey, dude, like. What's up? Because I happened to be in a group that where he was standing there talking. So then I just, I don't remember what exactly I said, but things escalated and he actually got physically violent with me. And I did have people with me. There was a whole party of people. So He initiated this violence? Yes. Um, so I honestly don't think that it matters for people who have this strong of a belief mm. that is so violent and angry like it just i don't think they care the sitting and talking wouldn't matter but do you think that it would be right knowing now in your head what he would do and let's say you had psychic foresight so you knew what he was going to do or just knowing that's where the situation went do you think it would have been right for you to walk up and punch him after you say hello yes as long as i was sure that i would knock him the fuck out mm. Well, talking about like right. one, you're, you're, you're talking about <laughs> rendering somebody unconscious with one blow. Well, okay, you gotta be possible. careful yeah. because that could lead to legal issues. Mm -hmm. Like you just want to do the one and run. Yes. Like I mean, uh, one. Yes, if I could get out of there, like if I. Okay, so if I was talking with friends and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck, whatever," and we made a plan where I would be <laughs> safe to get out, then right. heck yeah. Okay, so. Especially knowing what I know. Knowing, not knowing that, I probably wouldn't have. But, I mean, that wasn't the first time I had interacted with a Nazi. And I've never had a good, like, the only, quote, good conversation I've ever had with somebody who could be called a Nazi is somebody who was previously a Nazi and then realized that it was bullshit and is, like, super, super anti-racist, anti, like, all oppression, basically, at this point. Okay. Um, and that's the only person that has had affiliations with Nazi anything that I've ever had productive, good mm -hmm. conversations with. Yeah. Uh, there, there actually are, are a lot of uh, groups uh, for former Nazis or people who mm -hmm. want to get 
out of uh, uh, Nazi organizations? Um, so I think that this raises a question of right versus justifiable. Because even I have to admit, I think that I could I could bridge to your idea, Jeremy, in that I I don't think that I can really ever call violence right. All I can ever really call it is justifiable. Well, I suppose I could uh, I could ask another question of the table uh, here. At um, I guess on a on a larger macro level, at what point would it be say permissible to initiate military force against somebody? Like, at what oh. point does it become permissible? When is it permissible? Oh, well, I mean, that's even just on the micro. That's big. So I feel like. I feel like there are situations where, specifically people who violence speaks to them, like, there are lots of people who, like, they have lived really violent lives, and, like, that is how you can get through to them, regardless. And I feel like in a situation like that, then, as soon as that's obvious, um, hopefully before they have initiated violence, but... I mean, I honestly think that all of it, it, it would be situational because there's so many, mm-hmm. like, there are situations where I think it most definitely would make sense or be permissible or whatever, and then there are some that it wouldn't, that may even be almost similar situations, but maybe different people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's a case-by-case basis is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. On, on the military scale, I would say that it is a right to deploy your military, send your troops, wave your yellow ribbons, um, when you are certain that you could save lives. We don't need to fight when country A decides they don't like country B, and so the two of them are going to send their militaries. Like I, I don't know if we need to be the peacekeepers for other countries' military uh, disputes, but if we find out that you know, uh, innocent civilians are being bombed here. Um, you know, there was a gas attack on school there. Um, we feel that we could protect quote unquote innocent lives. Um, then I feel it's right. You know, um, it's, it's very utilitarian. This one guy gets punched, but you know what? Those three guys who are already kind of there radicalized, aren't going to watch a video of him saying black genocide and then go out and stab more people. And so that bruise versus the lives of the people who may have been killed, I I feel like the bruise is the better choice. You know, if you believe that you can save lives by making this guy look like an idiot on TV, save lives. I would agree with that. So it becomes justifiable at that point? Like, again, not, not right, but justifiable. And, I mean, I also believe that they should probably go to jail for assault. You know, I, I also believe that, yes, the cops will probably okay. pick you up, right. and you know what? You do deserve that because okay. you did just assault someone. I don't think that you should have, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card because of that. Savannah? I do agree with you on the world scale mm. as far as when it's a military in. Okay? Mm. I do completely agree with you on that. Um, especially coming military brat and not wanting to send military out. I think as long as we can try to keep our military here, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as person a person goes as long as that person is not physically hurting someone else i don't see a reason to get physical with them mm-hmm. if that person is saying that this is a good idea try to shame them if you cannot reason with them um i think a big thing that goes on with that we need to kind of understand is how do they get to this point was it through reasoning it was it through emotional mm-hmm. Um, was it because that's how they were brought up? If we can figure out why it was they got to this point and then try to get on the same level with them as far as, like, let's reason with them, let's bring emotion into it, let's say, well, not everyone's brought up this way, mm. then maybe we can bring them back in a mm-hmm. nonviolent way and say this isn't right. And then if you can't do that, yeah, shame them. Say this guy's an idiot and all that. If it has to get violent, I think it's only because that person is physically hurting someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, as far as wars go, uh, you, you look at you look at history and you look at what's been effective um, in terms of um, all the things that, that we that we think war is supposed to do and, and accomplish, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't typically accomplish any of those things, um, uh, it, 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 except for in, in, in certain cases where you know the threat was uh, on the level where it you know 
it, it, it was either that or some type of annihilation or something like that. Um, the the actions of despots and uh, totalitarian leaders and dictators and all that stuff all throughout the world, they, they happen no matter what, and the more we try and go in there and change it, the more bad things seem to happen. Um, and then I have the issue that I, I, I don't know enough about any of those countries to ever have an idea about what's actually going on there. So I, I yeah, I, I have that issue. Um, and then as far as uh, wars of, um, and I guess, anticipation of, of danger, um, I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, we, there, there's so many other actual dangers that are going on that, that we don't do anything about. And then, and, and then we go after this thing that, that might, could maybe be a thing. Mm. And uh, as far as it, it, it translating to uh, you know, the human level, it, it, it's much the same way, except I think the human level is uh, a, a, a lot more, a lot easier to grasp onto for most people. The, mm -hmm. uh, the, the foreign level, you need sanctions and boycotts and all this other stuff in order to get mm -hmm. a country in line before you start thinking about violent options. Sa same thing can be said for people. Mm -hmm. You stop buying their products. You don't, you know, you, you, you make them hurt in ways that aren't uh, physical, and that makes them lash out more. Um, they, they, they typically, uh, uh, they, they, okay. they wind up saying something even more stupid or something else, uh, and, and that, that goes for people on the left, too. Uh, and we, we can look at Kathy Griffin for that. She did something completely nonviolent, completely justifiable, according to free speech and everything else. Mm -hmm. Disgusting and, 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 and gross to a lot of people, she lost her job over it. She, she paid a consequence. I'm okay with people paying consequences for stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my, my issue is, uh, is that those consequences should not be physically violent uh, because every time we see someone being physically violent against somebody else, that, uh, the, the, the person being uh, inciting the violence loses credibility. There has Ooh, been... I don't know about that. I, so, like, yeah. What really struck me is what you just said about mm -hmm. when we see someone inciting violence, what was the, the uh, like the exact Yeah. So then what about situations where maybe somebody who is in power is the one who is inciting violence against somebody who is completely innocent, not doing anything wrong, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they incite violence and maybe kill someone, but then they aren't knocked down? they are still held up because of their position. Some people think that they're, you know, like them more because mm -hmm. of it, because it, it shows how much of an authoritarian they are. Some people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the majority of the country? Does it have to be? Yeah. I I don't think, I don't it, think does, it does. Because, I, I mean... There is a critical mass point, though, and I... And yeah. I, I don't even know if it's at that point. I, he, he's got, what, a 35% a, a approval rating right now, Trump? Yeah. Okay, but, like... Shit that, like I said earlier, nothing got, nothing has really gotten worse. It's just come back to light. Mm -hmm. It seems and like things have So, yeah, it seems like things have gotten worse. And maybe they have, but there are certain, I mean, there are certain situations where they haven't, and then somewhere they have. But honestly, I mean, like, as a super marginalized person, I have seen for my entire life how the bullshit of like like growing up and being told that like racism was in the past or that you know like oh even something like the holocaust could never happen again or this or that like that mm. was never my reality my reality was always like what no racism definitely exists mm -hmm. and it's so definitely possible for somebody to rise to power and fuck shit up yeah oof uh, I just want to make one thing clear I am not saying that there is no resistance to this and I'm not saying that at no point should you ever turn to violence I'm saying that all these different people who have these different views are not monoliths um, and, uh, you know they, they, they don't really fly under a single banner yet they all contribute to this no no no, 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 no j j just I, I, it's so because of that um, and, and, and it's, it's much the same way with like uh, different terrorist organizations in the Middle East the more that we try to take out like one or two of them, another one will sprout out. It, it's like a hydra. Um, and, and part of that is because of the, the reaction to it and uh, the fact that uh, a lot of people really, 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 really like to piss off uh, liberals and, and uh, enlightenment thinkers mm -hmm. in general. Um, 
I don't know necessarily why. I, I think it has something to do with the, some of the reasons we had before, or uh, that I mentioned before, which is they think you know we're uh, what, what what what's the word elitist and and and, uh, and mm-hmm. better than now Point and all tweeting. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I look at, at at those instances and I see that typically when all that person was doing was just speaking their mind, and they weren't and and, and they weren't guilty of any crimes or doing anything else. And violence was done against them, then, you know, typically that person is looked on sympathetically or more sympathetically. And here's the thing in the case of Richard Spencer, it was a faceless thing that punched him. It was, it, it, it was an anonymous thing, which makes it even less credible because now we can't even put a face to it. It's just this faceless, autonomous thing that just comes out and punches people for talking. Now, you can talk about like you know well the, the the parameters with which we can enact in in, in you know certain uh, I, I guess what would, what would you call this it, like 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 uh, it's, I wouldn't call it, if you're saying just like a sucker punch or something like that just one punch like it's not really a riot it's it's not really a protest like it would be a, I'd say it's a pretty strong protest yeah <laughs> it's and I, I even like that it's faceless because it's not that this is something that comes out and punches you for talking it's this kind of talking gets you a punch. Yeah, but if you want to be credible and challenge someone in, in, in the public square, you, you should have a face. I think that or you should have some kind of identity. Take you seriously in that way. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't uh, want this, to be taken well, seriously. I want can, him to not be taken we can, seriously. We can agree that the person who sucker punched Richard Spencer may or may not have been looking to be taken seriously. <laughs> well, I think if you're going to do it in the name of another idea and just say, hey, I don't like the way you're talking, I'm going to hit you. I can't take you seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I, mean, I think the only way you know how to react is with violence and with hits, and then you have nothing left to say. I, so, we don't have any evidence that Richard Spencer has ever ordered anybody killed. But we did just have a, uh, a hearing with James Comey. Um, mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. heard that Trump said to him, I hope that you will drop this uh, Michael Flynn thing. Um, I'm probably misquoting that right now. But I, I hope you can drop this. Yeah, yes. I hope you can drop this. And um, it was brought up in the hearing that technically Trump did not order Comey to drop this. Mm-hmm. Um, Comey even admitted, no, it was not an order to drop this. However, mm-hmm. when the president tells you, I hope you'll do something, it is it is kind of taken as a directive and so he himself understood that trump wasn't explicitly ordering him to do it but if a president tells you i hope you will do something well you take that as something that you should do that he wants you to do mm-hmm. and and so i think that sometimes when people post these things about um uh nationalism and and that peaceful black genocide quote unquote ugh, article that spencer came out with and no, he's not explicitly ordering, but with the, the recent upticks of more prolific racial attacks um, by a lot of people who identify with the alt-right, specifically Richard Spencer's organization, um, is that not, could it not be that these people are taking this as an order and therefore he is ordering this violence and therefore it is an imminent threat of attack? Because people will read this and take what they want, you know. Can I read another quote by him? Uh, sure. Quote, For us, it is conquer or die. This is a unique burden for the white man that our fate is entirely in our hands. End quote. Um, Yeah, I I feel like somebody could read that and take quite a violent meaning from mm -hmm. that. Could somebody read Sam Harris and take a violent meaning? Yeah. And no, like, oh, no, no. I, if you read it in context, no. No, no, no. Here, yeah. here. Yes, somebody could read Sam you Harris and take a violent meaning. Someone could read about. Lord of the Rings and take a violent meaning. We had a pair of, what, teenage or younger girls who read Slenderman creepypastas and took oh. that to do something violent. You know, people will take horrible meanings from these things. And when people start stabbing others on a train in the name of Sam Harris, then that will be an issue. Has anybody uh, killed in the name of Richard Spencer? In uh, the name of the alt-right, has, which is his organization. Has it? He named it. I think alt-right was around before Richard no, Spencer. No, he named uh, it. Did he coin that term specifically? He did, yes. They, they, they said this is for the alt-right or something along those lines, or we, we are of the alt-right? <sighs> I'm, I, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking, did they, did they kill? Because here's the thing. When we say someone kills in the name of something, we mean a very specific thing, don't we? 
I, I'm asking because I haven't heard anything about this. If somebody kills based on specific ideas, I'd say that's killing in the name of something. By the way, shout out Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> okay. The question that I really would like to work towards here is how do we resist fascism in the 21st century? Open the discussion. I, that, are, are they going to discuss? I, I don't think that they are. I think there's a way to. There's got to be a way to open the discussion with them. I think that what we're talking about is an intellectual contagion, to borrow a term from uh, to Dan Carlin, that um, this is something that takes a hold of people and that the growing number of people right now are the people that are not going to be able to be reasoned with for long. And again, I if think you can't reason with them, find an emotional connection. With, with somebody who's a Nazi, I think it belays a, belays a certain willingness to go beyond the point where you are reasonable. I think that that, once again, we're, if we're talking about the definition of what a Nazi is, I think that, or, or what a fascist is, at, at its core, is somebody who says, damn everything else about reality and humanity itself. I am going to, you know, seize control and you have to do what I say now. You know, and freedom isn't, freedom isn't a thing anymore. The, there's a certain point where somebody stops being reasonable to believe that that is an okay course of action. I mean, we can all agree that fascism is unreasonable. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So, th I think that we can infer from that that their ability to be reasoned with has diminished. And there's a certain point where it is diminished to the point of uh, if there is a way to get through to these people, uh, I, I, I sure as fuck don't know what it is. I would love to know what that is. Yeah. Because I... Mm -hmm. well, yeah. We, we, we did mention that there are organizations where, you know, uh, neo-Nazis and skinheads who are reformed have been able to, you know, get back into their lives and, 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 and reject yeah. a lot of that hate and a lot of that. Uh, so I would say that either they were reasoned with or they got hit really hard in the head and it just went away. I don't know. But... To say that they can't be reasoned with, I mean, obviously someone, people have been. I mean, that, that, that's the case. It, it, it's like saying that people who, who believe in a religion can't be reasoned with. No, they can be. It's just... You, Does it not become harder once they gain more and more rationale? Like, for instance, oh, the president believes what I believe. That must make it okay. Yes, it makes it more difficult. Does it make it so difficult that you, that you have to resort to uh, a violent way to do it? And, 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 and is that as effective as any other way? But here's the problem. There are a lot of people who see uh, violence towards Nazis or shutting them down with more than just sunshine and friendship. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they see violence towards Nazis as self-defense. Because I would say that the majority of us at this table are not in any danger of violence from a Nazi. Mm -hmm. But if a genuine... Bon sorry. So Well, and so... You know, four out of the five of us here, um, I'm assuming neither of you are Jewish, right? Yeah, good so, assumption, yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel that we, we are kind of coming from a place where it's entirely theoretical for us. You know, even, even were I to live in uh, Nazi Germany, as I am, um, I'm a blonde, pasty as hell, you know, Aryan dream. Like, I, I am not in danger. Mm -hmm. even when it's at its worst. And so um, I, I think it's good to recognize that a lot of people see this as self-defense because they are under attack. You know, I, I'm sure that Muslim women don't feel comfortable wearing a hijab on that train in Portland, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, and you can't really fault someone for lashing out when they are afraid and feel like they're about to be hurt. If, a, if, if we're all hanging out in a bar right now and a group of genuine bona fide Nazis, swastikas everywhere, red laces, all the shit, walked in, would we not start to think that we weren't safe anymore? Yeah. I think that's a reasonable reaction. Mm -hmm. I but definitely would not feel safe. <laughs> Honestly, all I can think about is like, I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> no, so I have this piece that I'm doing for our next show, the, for the troupe that we're in, and, and it's very political, and it, uh, okay, I will say that I'm singing Michael Jackson's They Don't Care About Us. 
Um, and anybody who doesn't know what that song is about, that song is, I mean, like, the lyrics are, yeah, the lyrics in the beginning, it's skinhead, deadhead, uh, skinhead, deadhead, everybody gone mad, situation, allegation, everybody, segregation, in the street, in the suite, on the news, everybody, dog food, bang, bang, shot dead, everybody gone mad. Um, and then there's, in, uh... You know, like, it's all about violence toward specifically black people and black men, but also just in general to against marginalized people. And I know that no one else in this room can really fully understand why, to me, just the presence of a Nazi is violent. Even though... He's just standing there talking. It's still violent because he's wearing that. And you have some. Always, you have yeah. somebody more more often than not who is willing to wear their hatred on their sleeve. Sometimes literally, sometimes not. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, you have clean cut Nazis, obviously, like well, Richard Spencer. But and wearing things like that is an act of yeah, wanting to make true. everyone around you feel. Uh, everyone of that demographic who is I mean, yeah, I mean, feel unwelcome with, near you. With the it's, modern Nazi ideology, there is an intimidation is all part of it you know and mm-hmm. these are people looking to make other people afraid by their very presence as we yeah yeah and I don't necessarily think that the only way to solve anything is violence but it's like yeah. when you're part of a demographic or demographics who have just been the bottom of the barrel yeah. for the entirety of this country um, it's not I mean it <laughs> it doesn't feel like there's any peaceful solution because we think we've gotten there at times and we haven't like putting some laws in place did not change attitudes it did not change the way that people feel about brown people people of different religions people who are gay lesbian bisexual transgender what have you Mm -hmm. so i don't know how sitting down and having conversations I mean, I know it can make one-on-one impacts in certain situations because I have helped that happen. But like on a large scale, I don't know. I sometimes I feel like like a pinch punch on the face is a bigger. Hey, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, if if this is a bigger scale, what are what are the best ways to resist it? You know, what are the best ways that we can kind of stop this thing that is either growing or at least is growing in visibility mm-hmm. um, you know just back to that question what what is it that you or I could do if it's not punching, punching Nazis I think personally that the less marginalized especially the like white cis males um, who know that all this stuff isn't cool and understand how it happens and like all of those things really be the what like it has to be a force I feel like there has to be this huge force of people who are more on the top especially oh rich I didn't say rich um <laughs> that too that's definitely a big part um that's who I think is the only people who can possibly budge anything and even then it can be difficult so I know that I can be the most calm and collected and rational and talk to somebody about something, especially if it has to do with like racism or transphobia or something like that. And immediately they start getting on me about why I'm getting on their asses and why I'm being so angry and all this stuff when I'm absolutely not being angry. (laughs) And so you just have a, you just have a dog in this fight. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's just that that people, you know, like you look. People look at me, and many people already have their mind made up about everything about me. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's all wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, some of it might be true, but most of it is not. Yeah. And you know, part and parcel. Would would we all agree that part and parcel with the Nazi ideology is being able or more willing to say you're not human. You know, mm-hmm. People like yeah. you are not human. Like, yep. specifically, that's, I mean, that's the language that it's couched in. 
mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just now, look at our culture in general. Look at the fact that so no. many unarmed black men, specifically, but black people in general, have been killed by people in positions of power, yeah. and most of them get off scot-free. They get a paid fucking vacation, <laughs> you know, so... Oh, I'm sorry, no, administrative leave. Yeah. <laughs> Air quotes. And then no quotes. indictment. Like, there's been a few. I've been doing research recently. There's been a few that have actually had stuff happen, but most of the time they don't. But then that's also a problem that's been around since ever. Mm-hmm. And and thankfully, we're now seeing it in the light. And so that's one of those things that um, more of that visibility, mm-hmm. more of the general populace saying, yeah. whoa, what? Really? This is happening? No, yeah. no. Yeah. You know, finally, you're getting those white cis rich men saying, wait, this is wrong. Wait a minute. We should all stop. And so it's not just the marginalized populations uh, yeah. working on this anymore. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we've been getting more attention and hopefully it's been more convictions, although I couldn't go back and look at the statistics. Um, but one hopes that it's getting better. There's certainly more there's certainly more of a spotlight on it. I mean these things these mm-hmm. these things are not happening invisibly anymore. So you know? so maybe similar would be kind of the ticket yeah. for fighting fascism. And here's the thing, I think that one of the things that we've been taking for granted in this conversation is that, you know, nonviolent solutions are always preferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, of course. Th- yes. th- they're always preferable. I mean, we're talking about this one instance and, you know, whether it's acceptable or not, and we've had that discussion, you know, uh, but I think that we can all agree that, you know, if, if, if there is a chance, do so. My, my personal view on, on resisting fascism is that at the bare it, it, it's got to start very much at the ground level with just not accepting it not accepting its presence not accepting if your if your buddy brings up something about like oh that Goebbels out he had some decent ideas you know like just Im- Im- immediately you know re- you know repudiating that person and you know, that's without, what without, I'm talking about yeah, it's at its base like, level it's saying no because people aren't gonna say, like unless they seriously yeah. have some issues most people are not gonna say that shit around me. And, you know, and so, like, when you're amongst, because I've heard white folks talk, I mean, my mom is white, um, and she'll, she's told me crazy stories about people saying stuff, and she's like, <clears throat> and has to speak up. But, like, doing that all the time, I think sometimes there are people who are, who are more privileged who still have this fear of speaking up. But, like, mm, yeah. no, man, you're the ones who need to speak up mm-hmm. because yeah. the rest yeah. of us can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can, but it doesn't usually do much, and sometimes it puts Just us in danger. Just push you in danger. If, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, if somebody already feels comfortable enough around you to say something like that because yeah. they feel that you identify with them in some way, well, then you should use that yeah. to say, no, not everyone thinks this. You yeah. are the asshole here, and yeah. this person you were comfortable with thinks you're the yeah. asshole. That's yeah. true. I, I think that... And that's with, why I say I'm not getting on the emotional level. Yeah. yeah. Yes. With Nazis specifically, based on their history and the fact that it is a history steeped in violence, I think that one needs to be prepared for violence occurring now more than ever, and that's, I think, an unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, we're sitting here chilling in a bar, five Nazis walk in, I'm immediately like, okay, what if I got on me? If I, like, and I, I got this chain, I got, like, my lighter, like, what's, like... What can I use to defend myself right now? Those are the thoughts that are running through my head. You know? And I'm like, where's the nearest fucking exit? <laughs> <laughs> because you're smart. <laughs> but um, you know, I and 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 I have to admit that you know there is this is well, this like, is a, this is a very emotional topic, yeah. and it, and this is very much one that like I, I have to I have to admit a certain bias that. I feel good when the Nazi gets killed horribly on screen in a movie, you know? Like, I, I like to see... I have this visceral sort of need to see evil punished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to I see it, least, I have to see it dealt with. It's keep showing you know? it getting beaten on screen, at least. Because mm. that shows it's not such a strong force. Yeah. I, that, that's, that, that, that's definitely part of it, you know? It's, it's, it's the simply... It's the not acceptance of, like, okay, we've been through this before. The world... Has been through this before, and we've Literally all seen we've all seen the consequences. So yes. we, we we can all agree, I think, that the point of synthesis that we can come to is that you know, in at, at the individual level, because that's all that any of us can can really do is that we 
we all have, especially those of us with privilege, a responsibility to say no, stand up, and defend the marginalized. And that's at the at the base level. We need to be more like the gentleman on the Portland train. The costs are high here, unfortunately. We've all seen this, and I don't think that that should deter us, though. Mm. In my personal opinion, it just takes two things to be a hero. You just need to be kind, and you need to be brave, and more people need to be brave right now. Yeah. So this, I believe, uh, is a result, or, or at least uh, Trump specifically, is, is a result of, of the past 30 years or so of policy. And, uh, and I think that because of the way that policy has affected the lives of people, uh, there has been that increase in uh, anti-intellectualism and anti-education and, and, and ignorance. And you are absolutely right to feel that justice needs to be done, and, and, and there's good reason for that. You are a very empathic person, and that empathic anger just like ripples through you, and, and, and you want to do something with it. I understand that. Um, but uh, that's, but I, I, I feel like there are ways that we can uh, kind of help counteract a lot of the, the, the things that went uh, awry. Um, uh, I, I think if we were to start uh, as a country, you know, uh, doing things like uh, unionizing and, uh, you know, the, 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 the basic, like, you know, progressive ideas, a lot of people would have a, a lot more resources to be able to deal with certain things like propaganda and uh, other things like that. Because I think what we're trying to get at here and what, yeah. what we've touched on is that misinformation and propaganda is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and that we need to uh, be able to counteract that by giving people the ability and, and of course, the resources to counteract it, which, yeah. in, which involves... And, and here's the thing. Who critically thinks when they're, when they're hungry? I, don't, I, I, I can't have a critical thought in my head when I'm, like, when I'm like really hungry. You know? And there are some people who go like that all the time. And those are the people, unfortunately, uh, who, when they wind up, wind up getting a little bit of extra, they wind up doing something stupid with it. And they wind up going to, to certain groups and stuff like that. And then that's where they gain the most success because those groups prop them up and give them careers and all this other stuff. Like, I, like I had said earlier, it's the cult leader that yeah. latches on to people who are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now, like you say, that, that policy and, you know... Try and make fewer people vulnerable to it. Okay. Yeah, inoculate yeah. people. So and, that, okay. I, I, I see what you mean by inoculate now. Mm-hmm. I think I understand where you're coming from there. Okay, Yeah. All right, and we can all just be fucking great to each other. How, how yeah. about that? Yeah. Like we can all we can all do that at, the, at the base minimum, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and everybody listening out there, be prepared that you know, yeah. Sometimes there are consequences to standing up and saying no, and sometimes there are consequences to defending people who need defending. But that shouldn't deter you, you know. Keep on keeping on. I just want to say that yes. we should. Uh, that well, know that everybody needs to do a lot of relearning. Mm. <laughs> well, I think yeah, learning, learning, learning in general, but relearning because so much of this country has been built on a bunch of BS, and so so many people believe it that they need to relearn the truth. I hope that makes sense. Reality oh, needs to be respected. Yes. And Words and all. I yes. think that maybe one of the most important parts about that relearning would be listening. Mm-hmm. Listening lots to people who listening. have the experiences that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big issue is that people are so deep in their own feelings about stuff that they can't stop and realize, like, oh this person actually goes through something that I don't go through, so maybe I should listen to them and not just tell them they're wrong. What? Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen out in Fightland, thank you so much for uh, 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 taking this ride with us. (laughs) (laughs) We we all really appreciate it, and uh, it bears repeating. Be be good to each other. Yes. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and conquer.